0: Hello this is Anna from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday the 11th of November. India recorded over 13000 new COVID-19 cases and 340 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stood at over 3 crore 44 lakh while the death toll crossed 461000. However these figures are widely believed to be undercounts. India's active case load is currently the lowest it has been in over 8 months. So far, India has administered over 109 crore COVID-19 vaccinations, of which 57 lakh doses were given yesterday. Ram Vishwakarma, chairman of the COVID Strategy Group of the Council of Scientific and Industrial Research, told NDTV that the emergency use authorization for Molnupiravir, a pill developed by pharmaceutical company Merck, to treat mild to moderate COVID-19 symptoms is likely to be given by Indian authorities within days. As per a report by the ANI, The Union Health Minister Mansukh Mandivir is scheduled to hold a meeting today with Health Ministers of States and Union Territories on Har Ghar Dastak, the government's door-to-door vaccination campaign. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 250 million people, claiming the lives of over 5 million. According to Reuters, France is at the beginning of its fifth wave of COVID-19. The country reported over 11,000 cases of infection yesterday, making it the second day in a row with over 10,000 cases. The India Meteorological Department issued a red alert today for eight districts in Tamil Nadu, which include Chennai, Tiruvallur, Ranipet, Vellore, Salem, Kalakurichi, Tirupattur and Tiruvannamalai. The department said that extremely heavy rainfall is expected in these districts. Heavy rainfall in Tamil Nadu since 6th of November has caused massive flooding across the state, prompting authorities to take emergency steps and issue warnings. The death toll in the state has risen to 14, ANI reported today. Officials in Chennai have evacuated hundreds of people from their homes. Since the 2015 floods, this is the highest volume of rainfall that the city has received. The 2015 Chennai floods were the worst to hit the city in nearly a century. It claimed the lives of 289 people, submerged 23.25 lakh homes and disrupted power and telecommunications services. The authorities have further asked residents in Chennai to ensure that they have enough food and water supply and to step out of their homes only in case of emergencies. Images of the city on social media showed cars submerged underwater, uprooted trees and people being rescued on rubber boats. People were also seen wading through knee-deep water just to get their essential commodities. A book by former union minister Salman Khurshid has stirred controversy for reportedly comparing a robust version of Hindutva to organisations such as ISIS and Boko Haram. Titled Sunrise Over Ayodhya, the book which was launched yesterday, is based on the Supreme Court verdict on the Ram Janmabhoomi babri Masjid dispute. According to Hindustan Times, two Delhi lawyers, Vivek Garg and Vineet Jindal, filed complaints against Khurshid with the Delhi Police for allegedly defaming Hindutva. A specific quote that raised the dispute is mentioned in a chapter of the book titled The Saffron Sky. It says, and I quote, Sanatan Dharma and classical Hinduism, known to sages and saints, were being pushed aside by a robust version of Hindutva. By all standards, a political version similar to the jihadist Islam of groups like ISIS and Boko Haram of recent years. In the complaint, lawyer Vivek Garg said, and I quote, This reflects the true mindset of Congress as they try to legitimize the radical elements of ISIS by creating an artificial equivalence with Hindus. His statement printed in his book is itself self-explanatory and clearly discloses his commission of the cognizable offense. Unquote. Garg added that the language intention of the said book authored by the alleged accused is an open case of sedition, conspiracy to wage the war against India, promoting enmity between Hindus-Muslims. In a similar vein, Jindal's complaint listed out the defamatory nature of the statement for the whole Hindu community. In response, Khurshid clarified at the book launch that he has praised Hinduism and the Sanatan Dharma in his book, further specifying that Hindutva is different from Hinduism. Quinn Digital Media entered an agreement to acquire 100% ownership of Quintillion Media Private Limited, exchange for media reported. The ownership includes underlying stakes in digital media and technology assets such as Quintype Technologies India Private Limited and YKA Media Private Limited. Quintillion Business Media Private Limited operates digital news platform The Quint, while Quintype Technologies India Private Limited provides content management systems to digital media publishers. YKA Media Private Limited runs Youth Ki Awaaz, a youth media platform. The report claimed that the stakes will be acquired for a total consideration of Rs. 24.5 crore. Quint Digital Media will also acquire a 47.92% stake in Spunk Lane Media Private Limited, which operates digital news platform The News Minute, which reports on issues related to the southern states. Speaking about the acquisition to Exchange for Media, Ritu Kapoor, co promoter and CEO of Quint Digital, said, and I quote The proposed acquisition of stakes in QBM, SMP, and YKA will give Quint Digital the double edge advantage of synergizing across news platforms as well as diversifying across demographics and geographies, bringing a larger community of readers or viewers into our fold, unquote. Meanwhile, according to another report by Exchange for Media, Quint Digital Media's revenue has surged by 85% to rupees 9.6 crore for the quarter ending September 30th as against rupees 5.2 crore in the same quarter of the previous fiscal The Supreme Court today agreed to hear a petition challenging the Tripura police's decision to file FIRs against journalists, lawyers and activists under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act or the UAPA. The matter has been listed before a three-judge bench headed by Chief Justice of India N.V. Ramana. The petitioners have been booked by the police for social media posts about the communal violence in the state. The violence pertains to incidents of communal attacks in which mosques, houses and shops owned by the state's Muslim minority were reportedly vandalised by activists of Vishwa Hindu Parishad. On the Chief Justice's suggestion for the petition to be heard by the High Court, Bhushan said that the petition also challenges two provisions of the anti-terror law which are being misused and abused, including the white definition of unlawful activities. Prashant Bhushan further urged the Chief Justice of India to urgently take up the matter as he stated that the people booked under the UAPA are imminently under threat. The Tripura State Police had earlier this week booked 102 Twitter handles under the anti-terror law UAPA with claims that the authorities wanted to stop the spread of rumours that could disrupt the communal harmony in the state. The accounts against whom the police have sought action include those of journalists Muhammad Sartaj Alam, Shyam Meera Singh and CJ Verleman, and former Aligarh Muslim University student leader Sharjil Usmani. Listeners, in his report for News Laundry, Samrat analysed what led to the recent attacks in Tripura, a state that has seen no Hindu-Muslim riots in decades. He explained that religious passions were whipped up by social media posts alongside a spurt of political violence. You can read his report on our website titled Tripura Violence with no Hindu-Muslim riots in decades what led to the recent attacks in the state. And while you are at it, you can check out our recent report by my colleagues Deeksha and Shivangi. They spoke to the Chhat Puja devotees at the Yamuna Ghat, near Delhi's Kalindi Kunj, who, despite the toxic layer of thick white foam surrounding them, believe their faith will protect them. The polluted water of the Yamuna is not a deterrent when it comes to the annual festivities of Chhat Puja. As those attending told News Laundry, they think their gods and goddesses will look after them. You can watch their video report on our website, newslaundry.com. Listeners, we are able to hit the ground and report on issues that matter to you because we are a reader-supported news organization. We are accountable to only you, our subscribers, and are not dependent on any government or private corporations. So, if you want to keep the spirit of independent journalism alive, subscribe to us. You can do so by heading to newslaundry.com and clicking the red subscribe button on the top right-hand corner on the screen. Lowest subscription starts at rupees 300 a month only. A Bar Association employee identified as Manoj was found dead today morning at a lawyer's chamber in Tees Hazari Court. Sanjeev Nasair, the Delhi Bar Association president, spoke to Live Law, informing them that Manoj worked as a security or peon staff with the Bar Association and had asked for the chamber's key from a lawyer to rest yesterday night. Sanjeev further stated that Manoj was not keeping well since the past few days. A crime team reached the spot and the investigation is underway. Nasair told Live Law that no evidence of struggle, external injury was found on his body. He said that prima facie, it does not look like a murder. He also added that further details on the case will be shared after some time on the basis of the investigation. After China and the US announced a plan to work together to cut greenhouse gas emissions in the next 10 years, the European Union and the United Nations described the move as encouraging, BBC reported today. Former Australian Prime Minister Kevin Rudd, who is the president of the Asia Society, told the BBC that the agreement was not a game-changer, but was a big step forward, while Greenpeace expressed caution, saying the two countries needed to take concrete steps. In their plan announced on Wednesday, China and the US pledged to work together on key specific areas, such as cutting methane and emissions from transport, energy and industry. China's head of delegation, Xi Xenua, said in the conference, and I quote, Both sides recognise that there is a gap between the current effort and the Paris Agreement goals. So, we will jointly strengthen our Paris efforts and cooperation to accelerate a green and low-carbon transition. Climate change is becoming an increasingly urgent challenge. We hope this joint declaration will help to achieve success at COP26, unquote. The American politician and diplomat John Kerry at the conference compared the cooperation with China with the agreements by the US to reduce nuclear weapon arsenals in the Cold War. He said, and I quote, you have to look beyond differences sometimes to find a way forward, unquote. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow.